1: Thank
0: <laughs> you. watching this film every time <laughs> when she's devastated but also at the end with that proposal scene when she just can't keep in the sobs and the elation every time I'm sobbing at that scene myself oh, yeah. at home and I there is so few times where I cry because someone else is crying through happiness and joy that doesn't happen very often but it happens every single time I, I
2: don't like it whenever Thompson cries
0: but she's been doing it you know <laughs> like for years in, in love actually like that's the concern. scene yeah. that's, isn't it that's the scene that, that's
2: that the we, scene that's the that scene that redeems love actually for me <laughs> yes. that's, the th- that's the only thing that redeems love actually for me is that so is true. that scene of her crying hey everybody and welcome to this episode of Flixwatch podcast i'm joined by helen hello rihanna hi and james hello and we're going to be talking about sense and sensibility
3: Hello, film fans. Joining Watch today, we have Rihanna and James. If you would like to say hello to our listeners and tell them a
0: little bit about who you are and what you do, please. Uh, my name is Rihanna Dillon and I'm a film critic. Uh, I work at the moment for BBC Six Music, um, but I used to work at Radio One. James. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I discovered a <laughs> I do like to say this. I mean, it's it's not strictly true, but it's not that far from a lie. I don't
0: think it is that far from a lie. Although I feel like if it had just been down to you, I definitely wouldn't have got the job because I was the most nervous when I was with you yeah. in my little interview process, and I messed it up so badly. Maybe that's we,
1: what I was looking for. If
0: again. we <laughs> would just gone on the basis of that, <laughs> then we definitely wouldn't have gone through. So I'm always quite grateful that you uh,
2: could see beyond. Didn't didn't the completely mistakes. rule me out. Yeah, yeah. This was it like was it like a Simon cowell figure or? <laughs> But he saw the diamond Yeah, the Louis Walsh Okay The more benevolent
1: Yeah, maybe oh. Sharon Osbourne I don't know um, Yeah, because I worked I was a film critic at Radio 1 mm-hmm. Before Rihanna um, And then um, I got too old And um, (laughs) we needed a replacement. And so we sort of began a nationwide search. So, yeah, how does that actually work then? Because, James, I think you were my
2: main BBC One film critic. You used to go on with Joe Wiley. Yeah, you were mine as well. Yeah. 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 So
1: you were my, And then does it just kind of uh, the conveyor belt? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much what it happens. It's like the Doctor Who regeneration. (laughs) Um, So you were the Jodie Whittaker. Yes. And I was the Peter Capaldi.
0: And now we've gone uh, back to...
1: Yeah, I don't know where we
2: are Oh, white. another
0: white man who's Ali, older than
1: Ali, me. <laughs> Ali, Ali's
2: been on us recently, actually.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, so we've had a few uh, BBC Yes, ra- you, you won't peoples. get Kermode,
1: though. No. no. <laughs> was he radio... He was radio on. Yes, yes radio- I, took over from, I took over from from Mark Kermode, yeah. yeah. And
2: that's why you're James the boy king.
1: The, yeah, to this day. Which, you know, I'm fine with that. If they want to still think of me as young, then I'm I'm happy. <laughs> you
0: are still... You have well, such a boyish face, Compared, to, I
1: suppose compared to Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode, who are the two that call me that... then admittedly I will always be younger than them. Um, So to them I'm a boy. Just physics. Exactly.
2: (laughs) So we're talking today about Sense and Sensibility, which is your choice, Rihanna.
0: Yes, I am so thrilled about this. I don't really (laughs) often get to talk about um, old movies. Right. And the fact that I get to talk about an old film and also a Jane Austen adaptation is really exciting for me.
2: So well, tell us why you chose it and give us a a synopsis in a minute or
1: less.
0: Uh, I chose this, I mean, I love... uh, a, a. pretty much all Jane Austen adaptations. I'm mm. a huge fan. Um, we were just talking, James and I, about how the fact that I did um, Jane Austen for my dissertation at uni. Wow. Um While I'd, I think I just got the job at Radio 1 and then wrote my dissertation, which is why my dissertation was terrible. <laughs> I'd pretty much given <laughs> so, up with uni at that don't point. Don't need it anymore. Yeah. Um, but I, the, my love for Jane Austen um, still shines through. And I saw this film, I mean, it came out in 95, so oh. I was only six, and I... Did you see
2: it at six years old? I didn't
0: see it at six, but I had the VHS and it was like the back-to-back with Remains of the Day, another um, Emma Thompson and Anthony Hopkins film. And it was beautiful. I I just fell in love with both of them um, from a really young age and I didn't understand a lot of it. So it was really nice watching it again and again and sort of remembering how I felt when I was little, which bits um, I understood and loved and which bits I now appreciate a lot more. So Sense and Sensibility is about the Dashwood family and they are reduced to poverty. I Mm. mean, that's that's sort of inverted commas, they still retain like two servants um, after their father dies and their half-brother reneges on his promise to provide for them uh, with what he's inherited from their father. Uh, So it falls to the eldest, Eleanor, who is played by Emma Thompson, to take responsibility as the one with the most sense. But though, you know, their new circumstances are pretty difficult, the family uh, find a lot of kindness and love. So there are a lot of ups and downs and broken hearts and uh, a solidifying of their sisterly bond there are three sisters eleanor marianne and margaret and through the film you fall in love with all of them nice
2: helen what were your thoughts
3: so um i think this is probably quite a shared thing but anyone who has had to do jane austen for any kind of kind of gcse or a level Mm. you kind of get a bit of an allergic reaction (laughs) Uh, allergic (laughs) yeah to the point where you're like going back to that sort of era so i'd never seen this before even though i'm pretty sure I did study the book, but I seem to have blocked most of it out of my mind. Um, so, I mean, the thing that I remembered when this came out is obviously Ang Lee directed it, yeah. um, one of his sort of earlier films. And obviously, Jane, uh, sorry, Emma Thompson wrote the screenplay, which yeah. she won an Oscar for mm-hmm. as well. Um, and it's also one of the earlier Kate Winslet appearances. But I had no idea that Hugh Grant was in this one.
1: Right. Um, Hugh Grant's brilliant in it, isn't he? Hugh Grant is so good in it. I, I think now we take a bit for granted that Hugh Grant is just great yeah. because he's had this real renaissance over the last four or five years and now it's like, yeah, of course Hugh Grant is great. He's always been great, which he has, but I don't think we realised it at the time because yeah. this was for Weddings and Your Funeral, Hugh Grant. I mean, it was a couple of years afterwards. Mickey so Blue Eyes. Yeah, it was that it was era camera- where he was a pinup, where he was hot property in Hollywood, where he was on the way up. Um, and I think at that point we thought well we like him but we don't really think he's a great actor he's Mm. just pretty Hugh Grant. Um, Now looking back on it first time I'd seen it since the mid-90s I was just surprised by how good he is. He's really good at it. He's
0: really funny. What I love about this is his and Emma Thompson's comic timing together Mm. and weirdly he's not in the film, nearly as much as you think, nearly as much as you think that the leading man, Edward Ferrars, should be. Um, which surprised me watching it back again and really kind of focusing on him. But when he is, he sort of he lights up the room a little bit. He he just just have that has that sort of frison with Emma Thompson. Whether they're playing brother and sister in love actually or lovers in this, there's always this fantastic chemistry. Oh, there was
2: another love actually connection there, because I was thinking Alan Rickman and mm-hmm. Emma Thompson. Um uh, yeah, this, this is the first time I've seen this. And I had always kind of had a prejudice against period drama. Um, I never read, I was never, thought, I, was, I was more, had to read more like Merchant of Venice at school than, uh, than Jane Austen. So I don't know, I don't know whether I won or I lost on I did both. That. I mean, I did <laughs> like
0: Shakespeare <laughs> and Austen. It's possible to do both. It yeah. is, yeah.
2: My school just gave me one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you got this and then Hamlet and then um but yeah i i when you put when you picked it because we we kind of just say pick anything you want because mm-hmm. that's it's kind of a selfish podcast in a way because i want to watch more films that are outside of the kind of general wheelhouse yeah. and i thought well let's do it let's have a go and i genuinely really enjoyed it good and i think one thing i was really surprised about was that is ang lee mm-hmm. directing it at a time when i'm sure his english wasn't that great
3: like... for
2: a classic english literature literature um adaptation it just kind of didn't make any sense and i you know, this is a guy who does your yeah, kung fu films, and he does uh, incredible Hulk. But he also does *Brokeback Mountain*. So, this is a guy who, who had someone recognised that he's got this ability of this potential to do a lot of a wide range of films in in a, in a wide range of languages, which a lot of you've got the guys in Mexico, you've got Guillermo del Toro and but people, a lot of times, you don't cross over the languages that yeah. well.
0: And especially for such an English film. Mm, yeah. It is a very English film, and I think that's where um, Emma Thompson comes into her own. Yeah. She, she really updates uh, the novel, I think.
2: So what, how does it kind of vary? Because that's one thing I was kind of thinking. I think one of the things that always puts me off with period adaptations um, even like I never, I didn't watch Romeo and Juliet. I didn't watch Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet because I knew it wasn't the Shakespeare mm-hmm. text. Is the the way people speak is yeah. kind of jarring to me, but it didn't seem to be that much. Of a jarring experience in this case.
0: No, I think she's very clever. I think she um, she up she modernizes it in a way that it's not so much about the language, but more about the plot. So, for example, Edward Ferrars, I don't think, is nearly so much as a sympathetic character in the novel as mm. he is in the film. We fall in love with him in the yeah, film. I don't
1: think he's meant to be particularly good looking in the in the novel, is he?
0: I don't think Hugh Grant is that good looking. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I think he's better looking now than he was back then. Um, but also, Colonel Brandon um, was supposed to be thirty-five in the novel-ish. Um, but also, Marianne was supposed to be sixteen. Mm. Um, so who's Marianne? Sorry, I'm, sorry, Marianne is Kate Winslet. Right. Um, so the fact that so yeah, she's obviously much good. older. Yeah. Eleanor is much older. Mm. Um, but Colonel Brandon, actually played by Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman was in his like mid forties uh, yeah. when he played Colonel Brandon. Um, but yet, it doesn't feel so icky as. A sixteen-year-old and a thirty-five-year-old. So there are those little modernizations, I think. Which so how
2: are, old's Marianne in this? It was.
0: I think it, what she's supposed to be like twenty. Yeah, 19, I mean, in, in real life,
1: I think Kate Winslet was nineteen or twenty, yeah. so she's probably about about that age. Um, uh, the going back to the Ang Lee thing um he'd done a movie called the wedding banquet which mm. i think was the reason why he got this movie right. uh which was uh, still in chinese language though, wasn't yeah, it? yeah yeah i mean it's um that was you know back home for him where he filmed that but he came over to the uk to film this i suppose be- they do have a similarity in that they're family dramas mm-hmm. um comedies of manners really i suppose you call them um and I think he does those best you know I'm much more impressed by Angley when he does those kind of films than when he tries to be blockbuster mm-hmm. Angley. Lee um, when he does the intimate stuff it, I think it's much more interesting and it probably worked out for the best that he didn't know the book he wasn't um concerned about the sort of national treasure status of Jane Austen. Um I think there was even problems on set just in terms of communicating with people and and the 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 atmosphere of making films in Taiwan is very different to the atmosphere of making films here. Mm. And so there there were definitely issues from what I can tell having read read things about the movie. Um but not to the film's detriment. No. Actually they helped they helped keep it fresh. They helped keep it sprightly, and it is so sprightly still, isn't it? Is. it? It's so crisp, even all these years later. What are we now twenty four years later, um, it still feels. And actually, that, that's Jane Austen really, isn't it is. It? as much yeah. as Emma Thompson. Yeah, you know, absolutely. There's a the new version of of Emma coming out soon. Yeah, um, and it, you know they're they're perennial. That <laughs> you can you can almost make those stories adapt those stories at any time and they will always feel fresh and I current
0: imagine. i absolutely agree and i just want to ask you guys were you surprised at how funny it was did you find it funny
3: <laughs>
1: That's <a Wow>. no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah
3: there were some funny moments in the um the bit <laughs> where they uh, um there's kind of the multiple displays of flowers kind of the, those little moments. <laughs> um I mean I'm I'm not the biggest period drama fan. What's if what's I'm
1: the what's the hang up? Because actually both of you said that, didn't you? That yeah. you what's the hang up with period drama? But you
2: dramas? you you're one of the main champions of me going to see Little Women.
3: Yeah. And we I not like, really count that as period drama. Why not? Though. It absolutely is, right? I don't know. But I think it's the
1: good. <laughs> com- the comparisons actually to Little Women are a are, are, are key, I think, in this because it's the same producer, Amy Pascal, who's just been Oscar nominated for producing mm. Little Women, mm. was back in the day in a previous job, the big champion of this film and the one who got this, the green light. And she it got the green light because there had been a version of Little Women with Winona Ryder. Mm in the mid-90s that had been very successful. Mm. So that had been successful. All of a sudden studios go, ah, oh, right, mm. period dramas with women. Let's have some more <laughs> of those. And so Sense and Sensibility got off the ground. So I think there are comparisons to Little Women. And I think Little Women, the current version that we have, the Greta Gerwig version, you know, in 25 years' time, we'll watch that and it will still feel mm-hmm. fresh yeah. and crisp. There are definite similarities between the two.
2: I thought it was I thought it was really funny. I liked... Um like I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask. I'm going to. Well, I don't actually know her actor's name because she was the the youngest oh, character. Oh, Yeah, Miriam oh. Francois.
1: I just looked yeah. it up. She's yes. got an interesting story. She
2: has.
0: She's hasn't got like she?
1: multiple uh, degrees and PhDs and stuff. She's she? now uh, uh, an Islamic academic and broadcaster.
0: Yeah. I mean, she was always going to be an academic Somewhere here she, in London. with Mar- yeah. Margaret, you know, yeah. she's a force, she's a force of nature in the film.
2: But I loved her, just her interactions at the start of the film, where she's in the, she's in the tree house yeah. and she's pulling up the ladder, uh, fighting with her mum and then under the, um, under the table, un- under with the table yeah, with Atlas. And this is where Hugh Grant comes in and has, he has this kind of comic like timing beats.
0: Yeah. It's brilliant. Like when uh, he, he just, he could sort of, she mules with like frustration and he goes, mm, to sort of cover <laughs> yeah, exactly. it. and it's like, they're still making those sorts of jokes even now in films, but they, yeah, he's just very good at those beats. You're right.
1: Yeah, was well, the original romantic comedy, isn't it? Yeah. Really, Jane Austen, uh, her her stories, and I think those comparisons. You briefly mentioned it, didn't you? That Hugh Grant and Alan Rickman and James Fleet as well. He was in Four Weddings, wasn't he? He's in. Yeah. He's in this. Oh, hold on. Uh, the main man
2: who I thought was hilarious every time was on screen was Hugh Grant. Every time. Say that again. When Hugh Grant was on screen, I was. Are you talking about laughs? Yeah. When you laugh. When yeah. I laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Hugh Grant's just. Dry delivery of yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, looking at the newspaper. No, it wasn't.
0: <laughs> no, you mean Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. That's Hugh a, yeah. Laurie. yeah. Sorry, you're
2: I'm getting I'm Hughes, getting mixed, the Hughes mixed up. Yeah, Is it
1: Hugh Jackman. No. <laughs> <not right>. no.
0: <laughs> Literally, look at my notes. I've just written Hugh Laurie. So, so fun. funny. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Another
1: one who's linked to Richard Curtis, yeah. to alternative comedy, to um. Uh, and I think those links are definitely there. Mm. That there, there is a romantic comedy blueprint in mm-hmm. Jane Austen that Richard Curtis has certainly drawn mm-hmm. from. Um, and it was also—I mean, I remember watching it and seeing Emma Thompson, who herself had been sort of part of the alternative comedy boom. Well, she the was 80s, there. She was there with Hugh Laurie and, Hugh Laurie, and, Stephen, and Stephen Fry. Fried. Yeah, and w- watching it, thinking, "Wow, this is Emma Thompson really grown up." It yeah. felt like a, a real. I know she just won. The, the Oscar for Remains of the Day, but I think around that time, which was, was that on the same VHS? Yeah, so it I was. Think. that's a good, that's a good um, double bill, well, isn't it? it?
0: great. And it's also for a little girl, discovering Remains yeah, of the Day classy. was um, a weird one. It, you know, did it's you, did a you record style. that yourself? Was that some... No, that was bought for me. I was, hold so on. A, a... There was an era where you
3: used to buy a video and you used to get two films on yeah, one. Yeah. And that, I remember seeing this particular one quite a lot of times. But I used
2: to have that because I, I used to, you know, Obviously, Christmas is as as we record. This has just happened, and it was my favorite thing to get like the longest version of a VHS and record like two at <laughs> yeah. least two films. And cram you them.
0: Could get you cram them. Yeah, exactly. That was, uh, so that so
2: that's when you said I had two and one. I was like, oh, you've 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 recorded got that. recorded them both. No,
0: I didn't have that that good. You of had tape a Thompson specific. double bill. I did, and
1: and and it was her it was her maturing wasn't it both it of those really films was. you
0: see her strength her sort of quiet strength in both of the films um, but especially in this one she is she is obviously the the, the you know the one that the sense uh, applies to she is the more reserved she's mm. um she keeps all of her emotions so tightly locked in she is like the epitome of a repressed <laughs> brit in some cases and when she lets it out it is so heartbreaking and just i cry, i cry so much in this film every time when she <laughs> devastated, but also at the end with that proposal scene when she just can't keep in the sobs and the elation every time I'm sobbing at that scene myself oh, yeah. at home. And I, there are so few times where I cry because um, someone else is crying through happiness and joy. That doesn't happen very often, but it happens Every single time. I don't
2: like it when Emma Thompson cries. It just make, it makes me sad. And but
0: she's been doing it, you know, <laughs> like for years. In Love Actually, that's to. the scene, yeah. that's, isn't it? That's the
2: scene, that's that, the that, scene. that redeems Actually for me. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the only thing that redeems Actually for me it's is that so is true. that scene of her crying.
0: Because she knows when to do it. She doesn't, like Marianne is so emotional. Everything is close to the yeah. surface. She's always in tears. She's always um, on one extreme or the other. And and so when Emma Thompson, when Eleanor shows her emotion, it just mm. means so much more. It resonates.
1: I really I really appreciated her, Emma Thompson's performance in this much more than I did when I first watched it. I've only yeah. watched it twice. I watched it when it came out and yeah. I watched it a few days ago. And I think the first time I watched it, because I'm the, the same age as Kate Winslet uh, and she was sort of the hot thing of the yeah. moment, I was totally focused on Kate Winslet. Sure. I thought this is a Kate Winslet movie. Right. Um, this time watching it, I thought this is an Emma never Thompson Tom- movie, yeah,
0: it is. Um,
1: and because you know I'm I'm older now, older than Emma Thompson <laughs> is in the film, um, <laughs> but but she's the one that, that I kind of was drawn to. Although speaking of age, Tom Wilkinson, he's always been old. I know, <laughs> he's, 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 he's Mister Dashwood. Old man, and I thought I, I looked it up. I thought, is that Tom Wilkinson? Because this was made a long time ago, and he can't have been old back then, pre full Monty. That- but he's always been old.
2: <laughs> there are certain people who are just like oh this, they are the same. Like, um, in Midnight Run, we had Joey Pant... uh Joe Joey Pants. Joey Pants, I can't remember his... Joey Pantoliano. Yeah, Joey yep. Pantoliano. Yep. And he was already bald at, like, 18 in that film. <laughs> I was just like... Did he ever get a break? Yeah. Um, so Bill Wilkinson, what, yeah, always old. Always <laughs>
1: old.
2: <laughs> Maggie Smith, always old as fuck. Always yeah, old. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, Helen, you weren't so... Take- why were you we so... I'm I- sensing some reservations from Helen, aren't you, Rihanna? Yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of <laughs> joy and excitement it coming out. Why Why are yeah. you
2: so keen to see Little Women versus not... Because um, to me, this is like period drama. Oh, this is actually period drama can be good kind of wheelhouse. So what was... <laughs> <laughs>
1: it?
0: Period drama is always good. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 think, actually, I think I think
1: genuinely have been prejudiced against period drama. There, like, cert- I, I think there's certainly an image of period drama as quite dry... And this is, I'm not saying this is true, but there's a prejudice against it as being a bit dry, a bit kind of crusty. It's for your parents or your grandparents. Mm. Um, And often this time of year, we're in January now, it's the kind of film that comes out for award season and Mm. blah, blah, blah. Um, But to me, uh, both Little Women in its new version and Sense and Sensibility are exact reasons why that's not true. Because they tick the boxes in terms of, yes, they've got the costumes and they've got the scenery and all those things, but they have a sort of an energy to them that's really youthful and really modern. Yeah.
0: So go on, I'm intrigued.
3: I'm, 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 I guess maybe it's the, the Jane Austen school thing. Of sure. Having it rammed down your throat. And so maybe like the that. fact I didn't have Jane Austen. Maybe. maybe. What about the but other
1: but adaptations of Jane Austen films and, and TV series? So
3: I, I don't think, I've never seen the famous Pride and Prejudice one, right, and, and I've Firth, yeah. not seen the Kira Knightley one either. Right. So we've We don't had, bother with
2: that one. We've had in this... Uh, they say probably we've had um, Love and Friendship
3: which I wasn't you that, that into yeah. and
2: we've had uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies
3: but that's terrible <laughs> 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 oh my goodness yeah. See, that does not count <laughs> yeah and then I guess preference as well isn't it I'm much more at home watching a horror film than yeah. I would be so the
2: zombies added you read the, you read you actually read Pride and Prejudice Zombies, didn't you? Yeah, it's you? awful. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs>
3: Terrible. don't ever do that.
2: <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so little women versus sen- what well, sense of sensibility. Why, why are you more up for little women?
3: Gerwig.
2: To- okay,
1: uh, right, okay. I mean, that's a fair enough, yeah,
3: choice. And, the, and the cast yeah. as well was. You know, and how can you turn that cast down? And
1: I think um, again, sometimes, and I, you know, this is uh, probably in in the mind rather than in reality. But we think, oh well, it's it's British; it's a bit sort of stuffy and mm. historical. Whereas American, you might go, well, that's going to have a bit more attitude to it mm. um, because it's a bit removed from us here in the United Kingdom. I was, I
3: was really looking forward to watching it, though. But then, when, as I was watching it, it just didn't really. Little Women. Are we talk about all oh, oh, no, about oh, sens- 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 Right. It okay. didn't pop out. You no. So I I was I was when you picked it, I was like, I've never seen it and yeah. obviously Emma Thompson is great. Mm. But yeah, it just um What do you think
0: of the performances in it?
3: Oh I think they're all great. Um but I don't know, I think it's just me and Jane Austen probably have a slightly strange relationship. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> <laughs> we need some more counselling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe the, not.
1: There's going to be enough. more adaptations. She didn't go anywhere. That's well, true. I mean, she went away a long time ago. But oh. you know, the, what about um, Clueless? That's You've what I was going to say. It's based on Emma, isn't it? Yeah.
3: So yeah, but that's great. But then
1: <laughs> American High School. What? What's yeah, not to love?
3: And poor Rudd. And I remember watching that when it was fairly recent as well. Yeah. So also, I've got that history of watching that fairly when it came out whereas with this no sort of history or connection or kind of emotional connection with it Was
0: Clueless the same year? Uh, It was uh, close 95 95, 96 it was around the same
1: time there was definitely a renaissance wasn't there because Mm. that was when the TV show or around that time the Colin Firth one um, Ninety-five, and, yeah, yeah, yeah and then un- I think prejudice. the the Gwyneth Paltrow version of Emma was ninety-six, was around that. Yeah. Time as well, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Let's just name Jane Austen adaptations yeah. so and, and, and the off. years in which they came out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah, I'm a bit rain man when it comes to Jane Austen. I just um, I think I I had. Uh, the I guess the opposite experience of you, where um, Jane Austen was so prevalent in my childhood through my mum. Persuasion is like her favourite book ever, and she definitely passed that on to me. And so I was always so uh, excited to see the next, the next Jane Austen. I, you know, I, I watched the Colin Firth um, and Jennifer Ely adaptation when I was six, and. And again, you don't, I don't remember it all, but I did record all of those on VHS <laughs> and watch them constantly again and again and again. So I have this almost obsessive nature when it comes to Jane Austen, like the exact opposite of you, Ellen. You just can't bear to watch them, which is fair enough. Sometimes if you don't relate to an author, that's it. I. I have that bit of Dickens, and the only one that's I've really enjoyed is the new Dev Patel one. Yeah, ah, the one, that?
1: again feels very modern,
0: doesn't yeah. it? It's taking it traditional stories. Again, that that that's, very that's actually modern. really
2: strange because again, that's a period drama. But I'm like, yes, I want to see that.
3: See, I, I want to see that, so it would be interesting for me to see how I get on with that with Dickens because I'm I'm not I've never read any Dickens, and I'm not that's not really my thing. Mm.
2: So maybe yeah. it's period dramas with a kind of romantic angle to it because maybe I think the kind of thing for me is like, I used to think it's Sunday night. There's some kind of period drama thing on TV. Mm -hmm. And that's so not what I want to watch
1: before going to school. Yeah. Yeah, It's associated associated with that Monday morning dread,
0: isn't it? Yeah. You know, Um, well I mean like Bronte for example you know I was thinking watching Marianne because she is the romantic heroine of this um, much more like the sort of typical romantic heroine with all the drama and everything and if this had been written by one of the Brontes she would be dead by the end of the novel 100% (laughs) she nearly dies a lot Um, she's always having to be rescued Um, and I think that's where Jane Austen's kind of lightness and and comedy comes into play a little bit more that, that she manages to get her happy ending whereas Perhaps the the Brontes had were going a bit more for
1: they're a bit more dour. yeah
0: yeah, more yeah bleak. up on those
1: moors yeah. <laughs> should we I mean <laughs> more bleak
2: before we go to the scores do you think I mean we did talk about the the age gap there yeah and I always felt I mean watching this and then um, and then thinking about after 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 watching it over the past few days. I just feel that she's felt she's settled. Do you think she's? Do you think she's truly happy with with old Alan Rickman, or she just feels that she's now she's got a a good, trustworthy person who will stand by her side, and
0: that's. It's a really interesting question because I think Marianne is always going to have that flightiness within mm. her. I don't think that's just going to go away after one quite horrific experience. But also I think with Willoughby in in the novel, he's actually not as much of a cad as he is in the film. Um, and there is that regret that you see, you know, when he's watching their wedding, the wedding. from afar on, on horseback. Again, so romantic. <laughs> um, but that regret you feel is, is it's definitely there um, for him. And also, you know, he sends back her lock of hair Marianne's lock of hair, which I mean that there's so much sexual tension when he's cutting that off. It's incredibly loaded that scene. Um but then actually you find out in the book that his fiance sends it back. Right. Which changes everything. Like you just Willoughby loves her to the end and um and yet it's all it all comes down to money and inheritance.
2: So do you know how much that fifty thousand pounds is would be worth in today's oh, money? God,
0: I've got absolutely no idea. <laughs> did, Have you I looked did,
2: it up? And looked it up. Four point oh my- two million pounds. <gasps> wow. So I mean, I mean look,
0: I'd marry. it's great. You've, lost, you've lost your inheritance
2: <laughs> and someone million. someone pops up who's not unattractive <laughs> and you know, here's a here's a four point two million pound sweetener. Yeah.
0: And- it's true. And again, I think it's a modern it's a modern problem, right? Like that is something people will always go after the money.
2: I mean not I said always but it's not you can well, understand Edward the choice
0: and I think that's the you know Edward doesn't but yeah. also he's not seen so much as the grand sweeping romantic hero Marianne makes that very clear he is the sort of more staid one but that's what Eleanor is attracted to because she's a, she likes the safety Marianne likes yeah. the danger and that's aren't we all split in that way you know I think I think as you're saying, so modern. I know
1: your boyfriend. Is he is he sensible <laughs> or dangerous?
0: He's definitely um, sensible. Oh, okay. Um, I think I am more of an Eleanor, but with a bit of Marianne in me. Yeah. I want to combo with the two. I mean, I know your wife. lovely wife. Yes.
1: <laughs> so she's um, oh, she's definitely Marianne. What are you? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm uh, Hugh Grant all the way. <Yeah>. Should we head to the scores, guys? Yes. Hello, I'm Sam Pei. And I'm Martin salt And we are the two hosts of a podcast called Song Song by by Song, Song, where we listen every week to a track by the musical artist Tom Waits. Uh, You might know him for his gravelly voice, (coughs) Uh, very nice, his appearance in films, but also his multi-decade spanning career uh, involving blues, jazz, and all sorts of other kinds of experimental music. So we're basically like a book club for Tom Waits and if that sounds like your cup of tea you can find us at songbysongpodcast.com or wherever you get podcasts.
3: Let's uh, head to the scores. Welcome to the uh, spreadsheet of dreams. All of our scores are out of five. You may have decimal places. And we'll start with you, Rihanna, with the recommendability score, please.
0: I always find this quite funny because I'm I'm literally recommended, you know, you all to watch this. Sure. So five hundred percent. I think everyone should see it. It's a brilliant example of how a period drama can be adapted successfully
2: but it's not uncommon for people to obviously bring a film to the table and also and also as soon as we see them i'm i'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> i regret instantly
0: <laughs> luckily i don't have that with this
2: but that's it i mean the first one of the first things you said about this is is such an old film mm-hmm. this it's is the one not really, that old though well 95 95 25 years ago uh but yeah it's an old film and um that's one of the good things about netflix is that you can it's easier ish if that is if it's yeah. in the catalogue to watch those films where you've just it has patched patchy by or my prejudices at the time of being 15 years old for mm-hmm. i'm not going to watch that yeah clothes no it's all about clothes and horses i, I, I don't care <laughs> you don't uh, talk
0: about clothes in
2: it <laughs> you just get the perception because it's all about yes. the yeah, britches. yeah
0: um
2: james recommendability score uh four you can go to decimal places, by the way, if you
1: nah, want to. Yeah, I'm going to stick with <laughs> four. No, sure. no, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm 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 very determined and convinced by <laughs> that four. Yeah. Helen, uh,
3: I'm going to go three point five. I think if if Jane Austen is your bag, then you will love this. Mm. But um, I, I didn't get didn't get it didn't get what you got from it. Yeah. You didn't there. get the feels, did you? No, and I really wanted to. I did go into it really open, and um, you know, having seen the cast and having you know. Angley is someone I admire. It just didn't work for me. Mm. Do you
2: think that cast, if you were to watch this, uh, if this was, I'm trying to, how do I phrase this? Back then, how big of a, of a draw was the cast? Because comparable to Little Women, because you, T. Charles, Saoirse, um, or, um,
0: They're still like the hot young things of the time, though, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, that's what, so
1: it, mm. to me, that seems like a, almost a, a comparable yeah.
2: kind
0: of
1: level. Of yeah, I mean, vision, I was a so. student and it was sort of deemed to be a student-worthy movie, mm. <laughs> um, which a lot of, you could argue that a lot of traditional... Period dramas—the kind you don't like—wouldn't be. They'd be like, "Oh, that's for your granny." Yeah. But, but you know, we were teenagers, and we went to see. Did it, you have so. like
0: a poster of Kate Windsor in your room or anything? <laughs>
1: um, I didn't. I. But they were definitely. It was definitely the time of my female friends having posters of Hugh Grant. Okay. You know, right. So it, it was. It was. It was a film with pinups.
2: In yeah. It, you know? I
0: mean, in Little Women, I think Florence Pugh is my pinup. Yeah. One hundred percent. Timothy She's, Chalamet's a pinup.
2: Tishals. Yeah. Yeah. Tishals. It's, it's gonna be played. It's got play... It's, in london soon at the he has, new it's Vic. all sold out it's, it's sold gone. out
3: okay fine this <laughs> yeah, what you say about that because i think about this time all i was probably interested in was keanu reeves right so oh. a different angle on yeah. uh, on who was what kind of films he was making at that time
2: so this was point Breakish time and bill and ted
3: well, later than that this would've been his speed. bad film speed, speed and okay. uh, bram stokers track yeah
2: uh, okay
1: okay that
3: that's period yeah. It is,
2: but, <laughs> but it's Keanu Reeves. Also got Gary
3: Oldman in it also as well.
0: Shit.
1: Yeah, we can soon be maued. <laughs> I
3: believe
0: this is
1: one of Keanu's catchphrases or, or sentences in that film, Dracula. Aww. Not his finest performance.
0: Does he have any fine performance? <laughs> he does do.
2: He does
1: do. Have you seen Parenthood?
2: It's got He's a great, great monologue. It's got a great monologue in Parenthood.
0: Yeah. It's a great film. Does he like get you? through yeah.
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm going to go for a 4.5 here
0: excellent I'm
2: going to uh, give it a little boost because I'm going to try and override my previous prejudices um, I can't say the word my previous misconceptions there you go um, <laughs> after going to Little Women I recommended to a WhatsApp group with our, our film quiz people and said guys go and see Little Women and one of the guys was like "No, nah, it's period drama I was like dude sort your head out go yeah. and see I it I mean
1: that it you is. can't get away with that these days that's that's not something you should be
2: saying no, is it I agree so I'm overriding that cool. and using that to say look it's, it's a good film no one would be offended by this apart from I do think the age differences are a bit jarring and
3: it kind of comes with the era mm. if, you, if you remade it with a modern setting then you'd probably need to address that slightly but
1: when you've got actors this good they can convince you can't they do you, do you miss how much do you miss Alan Rickman oh immensely today today Mm. by the way is the uh when recording this oscar nominations day and it was on oscar nominations day what maybe three years ago yeah that the announcement of his death because i remember i was about to go on on five live to talk about the oscars and they go by the way before you talk about the oscars we've just heard alan rickman's died so can you talk about that as well which felt that's just really peculiar but every every oscar nominations day and as i said today in this recording session is Oscar nominations day. I think of Alan Rickman. Yeah. Um, and uh, then watching this film again, just reminded of it just so singular, just no one else like mm. him nah. was there. I mean, the, 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 you, you can't replace him. There's no one no. doing anything like what he did.
0: But he has so much um, gravitas and depth to every scene. And when he's reading to Marianne at the end, and of course she falls in love with him when he's reading to her. We all do. It's got such that voice. Ridiculous, isn't oh.
1: it? Just amazing.
2: And as I, I don't know how the book plays out, but he his character could have just generally been a whole full on jealous tirade against Willoughby. But he seemed super reserved. He just knew who he was in, in his person. Yeah. That it didn't seem like an issue. And he you know, if he was gonna lose to Willoughby then so be it. And mm. he's done it fairly and squarely, but he's not done it. Um, with any kind of malice or yeah. chopping anyone's head off, and I thought I,
1: th- I thought that was a nice way to play the game. You liked a bit of chopping the head off, would not you? That's more yeah. your thing, Helen.
0: A <laughs> bit of that, yeah. Sense and
1: sensibility and serial killers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: There is one, isn't there? There's it's sense a... sensibility, and it's like a sea creature. Oh <laughs> uh, right, okay. Yes, there is. I can picture the, the yeah. cover of the
1: book.
2: Yeah. I can't
0: remember what it is. Not sharks. It's like <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> sharks, <Shockzilla>. giant squid. <laughs> We have had shock. No, what was it? Shocknado. Shocknado. We've had <laughs> three.
0: that three. <on>. Oh, <laughs> Repeat
2: yeah. viewing score, Rihanna.
0: Um, I mean, I've seen this. I can't tell you how many times, hundreds. So, and you will
2: continue to see it.
0: I will. Sure. Absolutely. Five.
2: And this, obviously, when you say you, you had that VHS, yeah. And if you had VHSs, you weren't well. Most people weren't rich, or most most people didn't. I, I don't think people collected. VHS in the same way they collected DVDs because no, don't have one, room. no one had the yeah. space <laughs> <They> <laughs>
3: do. I did like. they I collected loads the of you yeah un- under the bed was the
0: place to put them when you'd run out of space on your uh-huh. well this one's always stayed by the VHS yeah. it never went into the cupboard so it was always there have yeah, you sure. still got it um I think it might be at my parents do. I know, you know? But you'd want to, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a yeah. nice little memento. Yeah.
1: I've still got my Ferris Bueller's Day off have VHS, you? so I'm not you know you I can't play it, but why would I get rid of it?
0: So, you need to put that in a kind of frame, don't yeah. you? It is signed by Matthew Broderick by oh going About it.
1: <laughs> oh. You haven't got Emma to give a little scribble on your own. No. Uh, <laughs> should
3: start carrying it around
0: though, just yeah. too. Yeah. I've yeah. seen her a few times yeah. just around. I mean it's new the thing is it's else. not
1: just one Emma film, it's a double bill, so it's perfect, really. She'd love it. She would.
0: Good and plan, guys. Then you can
1: get your last Christmas Blu-ray signed as well. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: last Christmas for another time, I guess. Oh, yes. God. Nope. <laughs> for the, for just for the record, I quite enjoyed last Christmas. I knew exactly what it was going to be. Uh, careful now. No, I'm not going to spoil it. I knew exactly I what it was going to be. And so yeah, I was just like, exactly. This the is
3: same
1: writer this, as Sense and Sensibility.
2: Yeah. Can you believe
0: it's, that? You sort of hate watch it, don't you? It's sort of like <laughs> trash watching a little bit.
2: Uh, so five, I guess, in for a yeah, BBM score. Uh, James, yeah. this is your second time.
1: Yeah, uh, second time. Um, I'm going to go for another four. Um, I I think perhaps uh, there's a slight essence of not the story dating because I think Jane Austen is timeless, but perhaps just some of the the, the I guess the filmmaking techniques, mm. um, which after 25 years I don't think is is a particular problem. But I, the reason why I do think people should watch it again is that there are subtleties in it, and it's something that you know, does uh, deserve multiple viewings, you'll be rewarded with multiple viewings. Because if you have a performance like that from Alan Rickman, Mm. you don't get it all the first time round. You pick up on little things. Helen?
3: I almost feel as though James was telling me that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to look at the ceiling, but really, yes, it was totally aimed at you, Helen. Come on. (laughs) Come on, he finishes.
3: Uh, Okay, so on that, I'm going to go for 2.5 down the middle. I, I will give it another go. Not immediately, but... Mm. but um, oh, you won't. I mean, if you <laughs> don't if you
0: don't like a film, I don't ever see the point in seeing it again, if I'm honest.
2: There's a bit, obviously, you watched it when you were younger. I I think that I did like what you said about you not understanding it the first few times. Yeah, there and are lots
0: of layers when you're a kid.
2: Our current highest scoring film is When Harry Met Sally. And I would have definitely watched it in the 80s, but I was, again, like, ugh, romance.
3: Um, <laughs> but
2: then... As you're watching more, you watch it more, and as you get older, you get more and more out of it. And, and the most recent rewatch was like, "Oh, well, this is a Stone Cold classic. This yeah. is absolutely like yeah. the best thing. The, the conversations are there. Everything is just like on point." And I think sometimes you should watch it again, a film again, to get those nuances mm-hmm. that you were kind of, yeah, were not and, susceptible and to.
1: You know, when Harry Met Sally. If you didn't like it the first time around, there's been. 30 odd years of critical appraisal with mm. everybody saying it's brilliant you know you might say well I'm not going to watch Jean-Claude Van Damme in Kickboxer again because <laughs> it you know it hasn't necessarily had that I know that there are fans of the movie out there but you know it's it, it it's kind of hasn't really you know um, got that to back it up but there are classic films that we might not have got the first time around that continue to be deemed classics like when harry met sally Mm. that that after a while you might think well surely i should give this another go just to see what all the fuss is about if they're still talking about it Mm -hmm. all these years later i should probably give it a go yeah um so 2.5 i'm getting i'm getting 2.5 again as much
2: as i did like it this time i don't think it's going to be a a frequent rewatch for me
3: this one this is the only film version of this of sense sensibility isn't it Ooh, I don't yeah, think, that, I, I it's don't think probably there has been. Do yeah. um, another one. There's definitely
0: t- a TV adaptation okay. that was like a mm. sort of TV film, but yeah, and I think it's the only film release that I can think of. Because there's been two films of Emma. Mm. There was one with Dan Stevens, a TV version. Does it need to be a film,
2: right? I mean, the, you said the, the filming techniques. The the techniques were not dated, but they you can tell. You can tell. Yeah, the film. And, and
1: just it's the, it's sometimes just the quality, the visuals. Yeah. you Yeah. Know, um, That just happens with films of a certain age. I mean, um, does there need to be a new version? Well, I don't think there needs to be a new version because this version is terrible, but I'm always happy to see new versions of great stories just to see what people do with it. Little Women has been done umpteen times, but there's still room for a new version. And it doesn't mean that the Emma Thompson version is going to be defunct. You know, that will still exist. If there's a newer version, yeah. I mean, w- I, whether a new version is good or bad, you know, there will always be this classic yeah. Emma Thompson version.
0: I think I loved Little Women so much because I wasn't attached to the 94 version right. with Winona Ryder, maybe seen it once or twice, but. Didn't, wouldn't, you know, had no interest really in rewatching that. So this feels like My Little Women yeah. in the same way that that felt like My Sense of Sensibility. So if there's a new one, I think like with the new Emma, I'm like, well, it's not my Emma. <laughs>
1: so Gwyneth is your Emma, is she? Gwyneth
0: is my Emma, right, okay. not Anya Taylor Joy. Definitely right. not the bloke who's playing Mr Knightley. Johnny, what's his? I, I don't. Oh, Johnny uh, Flynn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not.
1: So I'll you've already Johnny made Flynn. your decision. By the way, Rihanna hasn't seen this film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but she's already made up
1: her mind about it.
0: Yes, but I don't fancy Mr. Knightley, therefore not my Emma. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's one for every generation, right?
2: Uh, sure. Uh, small screen score.
0: Um, I think
2: has
1: anyone actually seen? Has anyone
2: seen this on the big screen? No. In this room? Yeah, I saw it you on saw big screen.
1: Seen, yeah. but again, it was 25 years ago. Sure. I don't. You know, I was a teenager. I don't particularly recall. Well, apart from loving it, so I guess that means it had an impact. And I think I probably loved it more on the big screen than I did watching it. Um, on the Netflix app the other night. So um, you're not coming to me yet, but I'll uh, I'll give you the score in a second.
0: I think there are so many beautiful sort of, the the scenery is gorgeous. We haven't really talked about that, but just like the sweeping English countryside will always look much better on a big screen. Um, I think for that, probably a four.
1: James? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, especially if you're going into it cold, if you haven't seen it before, um, there are, you might have some issues with it. Like I said, just for, the age of the film. Um, and I think seeing on the big screen is going to be more of an immersive experience than s- seeing it at home on the telly. Um, so uh, I'll go for three. I, w- I would recommend seeing it on as or big Robert a screen Street. as possible. Mm. Helen? Um,
3: I'm going to go different. I'm going to go five. I think just because... H-
1: Helen, you have thrown us now. We don't know <laughs> well, where you're like, going with this. It doesn't matter this. if
0: you watch it on a big screen. It's still going to be shit.
3: <laughs> 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 no, I, I think I, I, it's just like brain association that... Um, these things kind of work on on the screen like you said it's the sunday night period drama on the on the tv thing i think i think it's it's fine on a tv screen
2: yeah i'm gonna go for five as well like james said the i don't think it looks it doesn't look like a modern film in any way shape or form but there's there's some older films that look still astonishing and i don't think this is it Mm. um the english countryside looks great in it but i don't think it just it doesn't pop for me Uh, so i'm super i think super happy just watching it uh, at home uh, with headphones on if possible. Just Alan Rickman's voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Into
0: your soul.
2: Engagement score.
0: Um, I mean, I'm always so engaged watching this. I think if I was watching it with my friends now who maybe hadn't seen it, I reckon they'd be on their phones a little bit. Sure. Um, and I was trying to get would my... You slap th- it out of the hands? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'd definitely give them an elbow in the ribs, which was what I was trying to do with my boyfriend. I was like, come on, watch this with me. Um, and he was just on his phone the whole way through. So I don't, yeah, I would... Mm, I would say maybe 3.8 not for me personally but if I'm being realistic yeah
1: James I was gonna say 3.8 no you weren't <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I I think that uh there, yeah 3.5 I'll go I think there there might be issues uh in today's climate mm watching it for the first time on let's say a laptop
0: mm. if you're not mouthing it word for word yeah exactly I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> helen
0: oh, i'm gonna give it a three
1: that's it um,
0: i mean
3: it is two hours 16 minutes it's quite long it's yeah quite i didn't realize news. i didn't realize
0: how long it was actually even after i'd seen it i was didn't realize how long it was until i looked it up today and yeah. i was like oh my god it's 136 minutes that's insane
2: but that's isn't i think that's par for the course for, for a period of drama and I think that was one of the reasons I was actually looking forward to seeing Love and Friendship because that's like a 90 minute mark type film. Yeah. And so I was like, it okay. also
0: feels quite shallow as well, I think. Compared Love and to, Friendship. Yeah, yeah. Compared to some of the others. I think you can tell the difference.
2: I'm going to go for four here. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched this on an iPad, on my iPad. Um, cause I was on a train mm-hmm. going home, uh, going back to visit parents and friends in Manchester and it stopped like with like 30 minutes to go. And I was like... I need to get back and need to like what's oh, really the end nice. of it. So I, that, that said to me like I, I needed to Where
0: was that? Was that like just before Marianne gets
2: This was at the point where um Emma Thompson's character?
0: Um, Eleanor, Eleanor, yeah.
2: um is telling Hugh Grant's character.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Edward.
2: Edward. That um that Colonel Brandon has um has set aside a farm for him oh, if yes. they want to get if he wants a to get parish. married. To, yeah, a parish yeah, yeah, yeah. a parish for him. Mm-hmm. Um so it's just when Eleanor was there. Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant's about to walk in, and I just thought, let's stop here. Okay And I knew there's going to be something going on at that point. That yes. I was like, I need to. I was really kind of excited, right. but I also kind of knew that I knew what was going to happen. That it wasn't going to be his. It was going to be his brother that got married to. The, um, oh, really? Yeah, you guessed? Like, I just, uh, yeah, I kind of guessed. <laughs> um, and when he when the the servant that they like they, like you said right, they they have retained the services of two servants still. Yeah. Um, when he said, yeah, he's got he's got married to. Uh, um, a parish, I can't remember. Parish, Lucy Steele. Doing. Yeah, and I thought, well, yeah, it's the, it's the other one that we met in, yeah. the, in Robert, the in the party. Who,
0: Robert Ferris, who is—I feel so sorry for that actor because he's sort of revealed as being one of the ugliest men of the time, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? Like everybody's faces fall; everyone yeah, looks so, it's so, so devastated. Dark, isn't it? That, and it was just like this poor guy—he <laughs> <laughs> is supposed to be literally repulses everyone around him, <laughs> and yet they're still drawn to him because of the money.
2: Yeah, was he the guy that played? Was he in Made Marian and his Merry Men, the TV show?
0: Was he Made Marian? No, was
2: he in the TV show Made Marian and his Merry oh. Men? <laughs> I
0: I've never seen it. Sorry. I'll come back
2: to you on that. i am be it. Yeah, so I'm getting it for four. Um, and that gives us an overall score of 3.89375. Just just not quite reaching the before
1: there. Yeah. It was sense and sensibility and sea monsters. And Sea oh, Monsters. Did that, I say sea mon- <laughs> well I think he said something creatures. like that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's that's the that's the book, Helen, for you. That's the one for you. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah the, that's the version Jane Austen would have wanted. <laughs>
2: uh, so can you
1: sign off guys by telling
2: us where we can find you? And we didn't talk about cinema stories, so do you want to give us a, a quick Pitch about your podcast.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, we've done one series. Um,
0: What was your favourite episode, James? I
1: think it was any of the ones without you,
0: (laughs) (laughs) the one with Stephen Merchant. (laughs) Uh,
1: Rihanna does appear um, in, in one of the episodes. So it's people talking about their three favourite cinemas, yeah. um, why they love them. It could be, you know, one from the past. I think definitely with you, it was sort of a childhood one, wasn't it? Yeah, well, you just know. like the Odeon Yeah, and then, <laughs> they, you know, <laughs> a lot of people have chosen ones that they only made, went to once, perhaps, you mm. know, on holiday or uh, travelling or something. And then, you know, the one you go to every week in your adult life. There's lots of different stories. I, I think that's why we wanted the stories words in, in the titles, because, you know, it's not just... Yes, it's the odium in wherever you have it's yeah, it's the closest you have one. anecdotes associated with those with those cinemas. You have um, links to them. It's um, a really lovely podcast, yeah. actually. I'll oh, just like to chip in and say um, yeah. you know, and so yeah, that's that we did one series, that's still available. We're gonna do another series. Um, and it's if you like movies and going to the cinema, it's celebrating that whole thing.
2: Fantastic. Right, uh, thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. <laughs> Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Pod on Twitter and we're at Flix on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben, and that's rockwood, R-O-K-K, wood, audio. Tell them Flix Watchers sent you.
1: You just heard a Stripped Media production.